0: everybody and welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. This week we're bringing a very intriguing episode <laughs> to you. It's, uh, it's a bit confusing. I think it actually is very confusing. I was very confused during the whole thing because we were jumping all over the place. So that the topic today that we chose to cover was the Polynesian people. I had just read a book called The Sea People by Christina Thompson. But the thing is, I'd read it months ago now, because by the time we actually recorded the podcast, of course, none of the information was top of mind anymore. And I was trying to figure out the mystery of the Polynesian people, because no one knows how they were able to navigate, how they spread so far, where they came from necessarily. But what happened in this session is that I think the timeline, (laughs) the timeline got a bit confused in that really there's thousands and thousands of years of history. So trying to, for Vic to to pinpoint like which part of history we're talking about, I think was tough. And so um, there's different groupings, you know, and, and we only know about so much. So who knows what there was before even these first people came in the last couple thousand years. So, I mean, it's still really interesting. A lot of stuff came out that makes you think. There's a lot of information because it's such a vast area and it's quite complicated that during the session itself, I just could not recall. So I've looked up a couple things and I just thought I would share them with you now that you can keep in mind while listening to this episode. So at one point we're saying, <laughs> did people end up in New Zealand like because they had split from Australia, but Zealandia split 80 million years ago from Australia or the larger, you know, I think 180 million years ago, it was part of Gondwana, which was like the supercontinent. So I don't think there were people 80 million years ago. So I think it was maybe during ice ages when land bridges formed. Um, You know, the continent of Zealandia that Vic actually picks up on in the reading is, is quite large. And I think a lot of it was above ground. And I think New Caledonia was even connected to New Zealand. We talk about whether or not there were people in New Zealand before the Maori got there. And then I found out that in the 1920s, there was a small group of prominent anthropologists who believed that there were Melanesians in New Zealand before the Maori ever got there. And some people think that Polynesians actually defeated the Melanesians. So to be clear on these different groupings of people, they believe that Melanesians, um, who are slimmer and darker Skinned came from Africa originally, like as a, from Madagascar. And there was not much evidence of them interbreeding with Polynesians according to more recent DNA studies. Micronesians, who settled sort of the more upper part of the South Pacific, they believe that they originated out of Taiwan. And the Lapita people that we talk about were Neolithic peoples, more from the time of like 1600 to 500 B.C., And they believe that those people originated from the Philippines. Now when it comes to the Polynesians themselves, the DNA studies that I was reading up on say that they believe that they launched from the island of Samoa, which is kind of like in the middle of the South Pacific, that they were there for 2,000 years and then all of a sudden they decided to spread everywhere and they spread everywhere within 500 years. Um, So I don't think we ever really got an answer as to what prompted that, but because we're just having a hard time zoning in on these different timelines. There's also the question of the South Americans and how intertwined they are with the Polynesians. And it looks like, according to DNA, again, which is how people are trying to figure this out and piece it all together now, there's evidence of South Americans having mated with Polynesians about 800 years ago. They're not sure which island that came from, and they're not sure if it was in the South Pacific Islands or if it was on South American mainland. Uh, I don't think they've completely figured that out yet, although they do believe, or some people do, that it was on an island, one of the islands. So that's kind of, you know, based on some research, what um, these different ethnic kind of groupings, like how they worked and how they where they came from, and but nobody really knows. I think that's the thing. It's an ongoing um, project, but Vic brought some very interesting information to light, in my opinion, that I hope you enjoy listening to and consider when you're reading on this area and its history. Hope you enjoy the episode. So hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode We're a bit out of practice after having a wonderful summer holiday and we're getting back into it, but it's a little bit different this time because Brandon and I are here together and Vic is in England. How are you feeling, Vic?
1: Worried I'm a bit rusty, but we'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) Maybe that'll be when all the magic comes through, right? Exactly. Who knows? So it's almost maybe like we're starting season two of Conversations Beyond the Veil. That's what it feels like a little bit. New iteration, a couple of things are different. Yeah, so we just put up Julius Caesar and now we're going to do today The Polynesian People. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just read a book and oh, this is terrible. I'll have to say it in the intro. I just read a book called The Sea People and I just forget the author's name, but it's all about what we know and what we don't know about the Polynesian People And because it is a bit of a mystery, there's a lot of unanswered questions still, but the Polynesian people, which are the the settlers of Hawaii and all the South Pacific islands as far as New Zealand and what's on the other side, uh, Easter, Easter Island, Island. Yeah. it's the Polynesian Triangle it's known as, and it's a huge expanse of ocean that is wider than North America. I believe like it's a huge amount and it was all settled by the same peoples with very huge distances between these places. So that's why there's so many questions. Like how did these people get there? How did they navigate that? They all die on their way and only a couple got there. So anyways, we have a number of questions and we'll see how it works because it's not an individual person.
1: Mm.
0: It's a group of people. So yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see how this plays out.
2: Can I add a little bit? Yeah, please. You, I think you had mentioned we do this and I I forgot, but the last two weeks I've been reading about the Hopi legends by uh, this Hopi elder, white bear who came out to tell the history of where the Hopi came from. And it's all about the islands in the Pacific ocean and what that was before it was islands. It talks about Hawaii, Easter Island, and New Zealand, this white bear guy. It's going to be really interesting if what Victoria finds is close to what you read or close to what I've been reading.
1: Okay. All right. We are doing this then? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay, one second. Let me tune in. I feel like start by asking something. let me get my
0: list of questions do you have a question
2: what was your question did you say start by asking something
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay what would be a question
0: i know how about something that's not really known is where did the polynesian people originate from
1: interesting seeing as it comes from both sides so if you look at the map and the is it the pacific we're talking about yeah, yeah. the south pacific's like in the middle and you've got south america so mainland there and then on the other side you've got like australia and new zealand i see it as like something coming together or closing together so i don't know if this is way back when more land was touching or there's like a meeting of because there's something about the natives so obviously you've got the aboriginals and Australia and then you got the natives in every country's kind of got natives like Native Americans New Zealand as well there's just something about that meeting in the middle
2: so meeting in the middle does that mean there was a continent in the middle
1: yeah I do find it interesting that now the land is just little bits dotted everywhere it feels like a lot of land would have been lost. So earthquakes, volcanoes, like just gone down into the sea. Wow. So
0: if I'm hearing (laughs) what you're saying, are you saying that these people were living all together on some large landmass and then a bunch of things happened as far as like, natural disasters or something the land sank and then these people are left on like the mountaintops that are now islands
1: let me check that i want to get someone to come forward and talk to me instead of just tuning into the land in the space okay i want to go back to the bit about talking about the two sides merging coming together because i'd say that feels more if we're looking at where these islanders originate from, that they might have more influence. Um, the current islanders might be made up of more than, maybe they're not the original. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Yeah.
2: Um, But I want to clarify something they wouldn't be living on the mountaintops. If there was a a landmass there and there was some destabilization of land and rising of water, they wouldn't be living on mountaintops. It'd be like saying that America lived on mountaintops. It's this, you've got hills, you've got valleys, you've got all this stuff and you have mountains there. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be mountaintops, it would just be land that they're on.
0: Yeah, I just meant like what was left if before there was a landmass and then it all disappeared and now there's just small islands. Okay, so let me just ask a question because, yeah, because this is a, something that people aren't super clear on is that because there are Polynesian people and then there are Melanesian people, if they look at like through DNA and genetics, there is a distinction between the two and people don't really know, are they distinct people or are they related or did they intermingle?
1: I see it as they're coming from two different sides, so at some point they would have intermingled and then blended
2: DNA.
0: Okay. so Polynesians are made up of Melanesians and and some other race.
1: Yeah, and I also want to say whoever was before that. Before? Well, was there something before melanesians or okay yeah so pretty far back maybe yeah okay how has Um, that developed over time as land has moved as people have moved tribes have come together blended like how mm. down can it get
0: yeah that's interesting right to have the americas and then asia Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and australia and then peoples from there having come together and interbred. How long ago did that happen? Do you have a sense of that? Is it when those landmasses were still together? What well, that would have been before humans even existed, no? Yeah.
2: Well, how, what do you mean?
0: Was it because they were still connected? Or was it that people voyaged from the Americas and people voyaged from Asia, and then they met somewhere, maybe like in Taiwan, or I don't know, and then many hundreds of years then became this new thing, which is the Polynesians. And then the Polynesians are the ones who
1: voyaged. Brandon, do you have something to say?
2: Yeah, but it'll come after this question. I was just gonna ask you a question of how they came up or where they came up with their, the kind of the boats, their travel, that kind of thing.
1: So we'll go back to Saya's question first then. Okay. Just seeing a map in my mind's eye and, and figuring out where people are moving from and how this is working. Because when you say Asia, that doesn't feel so true. Obviously Asia is huge. But I see it more as to the left and to the right, so that would be more like South America, Australia, New Zealand kind of space. Mm. Then I guess just above Australia, you've got like Indonesia and stuff, haven't you as well? But that doesn't feel so relevant no no how does taiwan feel don't feel so much when you say that okay
2: what about the native americans and south americans
1: south american feels more alive than north native but it's so confusing when All the borders have been split so many times over years. You're like, who really comes from where? Yeah. Were South and North Americans actually the same natives. But I definitely, a lot of the energy I feel comes from South America. That is very interesting. Because one of the
0: questions I have for you is, Did the Polynesians ever make it to South America? So I'm thinking that this group of people, and if they have ties to South America, they're from long, long ago. Because the Polynesians settled most of the South Pacific only in the last 1,000 years. Mm -hmm. Like it's fairly recent. And there's this one group of people called the Lapita people. And they're the precursors to the Polynesians. And they settled some places like I think it was around 800 BC, and then they don't think there was any movement for about a thousand years, and then all of a sudden, the Polynesians went out, and boom, hit all the islands within a couple hundred years.
2: But from where?
0: Yeah, that was that's the original because question. Because it would be
2: like all the Polynesians, if they let's say the Polynesians were in South America. It'd be like all of them, every single one of them leaving to go to Hawaii because you don't see, I don't know, do they see Polynesian genetics in South America or even in New Zealand or is it just Well, there were no people Malaysia? in
0: New Zealand until the Polynesian arrived there and that was the last place that they settled only a couple hundred years ago.
2: They think that? Yeah. Why did, okay, interesting. Why, okay, we'll ask her questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know okay. it's getting confusing. Yeah. Years and people. Okay, go ahead.
0: So the people the group of people I'm asking about are the ones that started to travel in the South Pacific in the last 1000 years. Okay. So where were they living before they decided to start voyaging and journeying and settling these new lands?
1: Okay. I'm having a hard time with that. Okay. Let me just fill into this. When do they say that the first people settled in Hawaii?
0: I kind of wish, because it's funny. I read this book months ago now, and then I wish we'd done it right after I'd read it. Where's Google? It's Google. When was Hawaii? settled. Ah oh, that's hilarious. July 4th, 1776. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's not. I know, but that's just hilarious, right? When it's Oh, we're just talking about white people. When did the Europeans Okay, so they believe that the original settlement of Hawaii was by Polynesians who migrated northwest from the Marquesas Islands between the 4th and 7th centuries to be followed by a second wave of immigrants that sailed from Tahiti during the 9th or 10th century. Yeah, so a 1,000 to 1,500 years ago. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: And they said it's just believed.
1: Yeah, they don't know. I know, that's what...
2: My question is, is where do they come up with that? How do they possibly know it's nobody lived there before that?
1: I guess they don't. I guess they just go as far back as they can find evidence for or DNA or whatever.
0: I just found the name of this Polynesian man from Tahiti that had a lot of knowledge and sailed with Captain Cook. And he was amazing. He could tell them exactly when they were going to come up on the next islands, which direction to go, like the timing. By the third day, we should be seeing this. And he just knew how to navigate. And he also drew this map that is really interesting that they haven't nobody really got an explanation from him as to how the map was set up but all the islands are there and he was a really intelligent man apparently so that's somebody that you may be able to bring up but he was from the 1700s so it's more recent okay captain cook and his name is tupaya
1: I don't know, something feels like secret about it. And I'm wondering if I'm being blocked from seeing anything because it's something about it feels like protected. I don't know by who or why. Tell us more about that. Just feel like a group of people wanting to keep quiet. I'm going to say there probably is, but is there anywhere in the history where like, loads of people from these regions are slaughtered
0: they were slaughtered by the west really because of disease like they're decimated but i don't think they didn't there were some violent attacks but the europeans didn't go in and slaughter entire islands of people but many did die right
1: It feels like that whole area of water is. You know, you can look at a piece of land and and be like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that happened there or horrible things. You can feel the energy of it. I feel like you can feel the energy of it in the water, too. Mm -hmm. So no doubt there were terrible things that happened there. But why would that make it secret or I'm guarding it? seems like a thing of respect or honor. Like feeling into what traditions they may have had. Honoring the dead at sea. Because nobody
0: knows, right? It's possible that before Polynesians were in these islands, there were other people that were there And I think it's actually quite difficult to sustain large populations. These guys are really good at it. They came with the right plants to plant and the right animals and the ones that could travel. And they just had it all figured out as far as how to colonize or settle islands, because I don't think they weren't colonizing, but they may have been like, we don't really know if there were other people there beforehand. And it's possible that maybe what you're picking up on is from like thousands of years before that. Because we're just talking about the last 2,000 years, really, that we have any idea of. Before that, I think there's no knowledge. So that would be something I'd wonder, is this, or what you're picking up on old, or is it from this latest iteration of peoples?
2: So I'll just say what you're, not that what I was told is 100% true, or what I'm reading with the Hopi is 100% true. However, it's matching with what you're feeling especially with the slaughter stuff especially with the slaughter stuff but that was a long time ago that was way before your book says the polynesians were there
0: what happened what do you want me to say yeah
2: okay so the hopi kept this under wraps for a long time the hopi have legends and lore of history going back to what they call the first second third and we're in the fourth world right now I think we're in the fourth world. It might be in the third. I think their last world is the fourth or fifth. But anyway. So their land that they came from, and this is also told to me from my near death experiencer friends, was called Kascara. And what it's been later named as was is called Mu or Lemuria. And it was a most of Mu or Cascara was a landmass, big continent. It was big. It's it's so weird to have a huge. Area of ocean with nothing really there. So there used to be a landmass that was mostly under the uh, southern portion of the equator, and just a small bit of it was north of the equator. And here's where the slaughter comes in. So they believe the Hopi lore suggests that there was another place in the Atlantic Ocean called Atlantis and that it destroyed via technology Lemuria and they claim that there were 64 million people they actually say 64 million people on kaskara otherwise known as Mu. and during the destruction actually it wasn't overnight but it it was a, it it happened quickly but not to where people couldn't escape and the reason why the hopi and the near death experiences say it was slow is because they are and they were given room and time to escape was because this Kascara land was very pure and precious, and people who lived there were very nature-oriented compared to Atlantis, which was very tech-oriented. And so what White Bear says, and this isn't what the near-death experiences told me, they told me something different, but what White Bear says about the Hopi lore is that Hawaii was part of Kascara, Easter Island was part of Kascara. And people who survived were also on Hawaii. And people who survived were also on Easter Island. But those who had to leave via boats, they were helped by the South Americans. And they were were brought to South America. The Hopi Native Americans were, along with many other Native Americans. And eventually they migrated north up to America from South America. But there was a huge slaughter. And, And so what happens with that is what you're picking up is the sea can hold that. And so what the sea does is when uh, a landmass goes deep into the ocean, it's it's purifying that negativity, that violence and all that stuff for however long it's going to be under the ocean. Because we live in a a world where we think, okay, everything's been like this forever. No, it's only been 11,500 years since what we see on earth looks like what we see on earth. There was landmass there's parts millions of years ago where America was North America was underwater, all this stuff. But anyways, yeah, that, so Cascara or Moo, that's what was there according to the Hopi and according to my dear, near-death experiencers. Okay. So I think maybe that's what you're picking up because you're, you're trying to pick up that area of energy.
1: Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. It makes sense. And on the episode we did on Atlantis, that was, if I remember correctly, that land was like between Europe and North America, no?
2: Yeah. Higher up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whereas this is like south. Yeah.
2: So this south. is between America and Asia. Yeah. So we have Pacific Ocean, Cascara, Mu, Atlantic Ocean, Atlantis.
0: Oh, on the other side
2: yeah atlantis
0: how were they even communicating with each other then from such distances
2: do you want to get into that should we, just, <laughs> should, we, should, we full today. should we concentrate on the polynesians because i really want to know how they built those boats yeah because <laughs> right. their boats are very sophisticated actually i've heard not that i've studied the boats or even know what i'm studying if i study boats
1: this is where like the left brain right brains
0: <laughs> let's go with the right side of your brain and just see what comes up because already I'm feeling like this is like a totally different from what I was reading with the history and like what they know. I
2: just wanted her to know that I f- she's picking yeah. up on stuff that again, yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's real, what I've been told, but if it is, then I think that's what you're picking up on.
0: What did the near death experiences tell you that was different than what the Hopi say?
2: That some of them went to North America and not just South America. Hopi just say they went to South America, but a lot of them dispersed all over the place. And one place was North America. And they had a a zone in North America, Mount Shasta area, where they really hung out. And the Native Americans even talk about that. So in that area that the Lemurians were there.
0: And you know about the Hopi Indians, you know, where they are from, like New Mexico... Arizona area?
2: So the the Hopi Indians are, are the reason why they're so important here is because they are, of all the Native Americans, they were picked to be the historians for the Native Americans. And they live on the Four Corners, this area called Four Corners in America. And they've passed down through oral tradition the history of humanity, <laughs> according to them.
1: Cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I do feel like what I'm picking up on is older. And it felt like when you ask me the questions about more recent history, it felt forced that the information I was trying to get. Because it doesn't feel as simple as people got on boats from this port in South America and settled on these islands. It doesn't really feel like that. It feels a lot deeper, which is then where I'm like going into the energy of the ocean and whatever's down there. Because the history of that land is a lot more than wondering actually if the islands that are there now are actually parts of Lemuria or Cascara or whatever other
2: that's what they say yeah
1: because there is this I haven't been there myself I have always felt called to go there though South Pacific Islands oh really them. yeah you'll have to come with us on a boat
0: yes I'd <laughs>
1: love to there's something about it that feels really like magical and sparkly more so than any other if i tune into the rest of the world and and land masses more so than any other place really there's something about it that feels really i think maybe that's the protected thing as well okay now we're going full-on right brain it feels like there's almost some kind of, I want to use the word spell, which I wouldn't normally use or go into, but there's some kind of magic left there, it feels. Whereas Atlantis, for example, feels like it, it all goes, but there's something about Lemuria that's still there's a resonance or a frequency still there. So I think there's aspects of it still in today's world. That makes sense. Can
0: you, can you pinpoint through a visual map, like where those areas would be concentrated? Cause it's a vast, yeah, like that ocean is huge.
1: Okay. Just try and not use my logical map of the world. I'm going to say it doesn't feel so much like Hawaii, I'd say it's more the. Okay, can you name some islands and I'll tell you yes or no? Fiji. The Marquesas. Put that one in the maybe pile.
2: Bora Bora, Tahiti.
1: (laughs) (laughs) More, just to keep naming them.
2: How about we do the... the.
1: Cook Islands. New Zealand. Maui. Wait, I'm going to go back to New Zealand. Samoa. It feels like they could be parts of New Zealand. So would New Zealand have been part of... I'm answering that. This is for you, Brandon. Is Lemuria said to have covered New Zealand in that area?
2: I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so but that's where they film Lord of the Rings some magic there
1: it's true that is true
0: New Zealand was part of Australia oh it's so
1: hard because I feel like every piece of land if you go far enough back has this kind of magical essence so I'm like now in Australia I'm like oh the Aboriginal and and all these places but Uh it's really hard to stick to it okay let me go back to that feeling of this magic in the South Pacific I'm gonna look up that myself. Tonga.
2: See how much space is in between it's, Pacific Ocean and everything? Yeah.
0: It's huge. But then there is all that cluster, like the Marshall Islands are there. Um,
1: Vanuatu. That I was about to say that one, and that's the place that I always felt like I wanted to go to, and I don't know why.
2: I love Vanuatu. Is there an island over there that's shaped like a heart? No. no.
0: Why? Where are you getting that from?
2: There's a magic island somewhere I read in a book somewhere about that's shaped like a heart. And I don't know if that's in the South Pacific. Well, there's
0: there's thousands of little tiny islands. So if it's a country that's shaped like a heart,
2: or no, there's a, islands,
0: island. there's many islands like there's that. There's probably many islands yeah.
2: shaped like a heart, yeah.
0: Lagoon reefs and all that. Yeah, for the listeners who don't know, I... Spent three and a half years sailing on our catamaran with my family all through the South Pacific. I've been to a lot of these places. I didn't go further east than Tonga. We didn't come over from the Americas because those people hit the first stop is the Marquesas and then they hit all the other stuff on the way. But we started from New Zealand and went as far east as Tonga. So we did Tonga and Fiji and Vanuatu and New Caledonia and New Zealand. And then we've also gone up through the Solomon Islands, and then Indonesia and Papua New Guinea.
1: Very interesting. Okay, I would say it feels, looking at map, it feels like the section with Fiji, New Caledonia, Vanuatu, that.
0: That bit, because what's interesting about that section is I think that's where more of the Melanesians live, okay, which is slightly different than the Polynesians.
2: How how different do they look from the Polynesians?
0: They're just darker, and I'm not really sure what the distinctions. If it's a physical thing, if it's more genetic, yeah, I don't really know. But there's something I think in that book that I read, the Sea People, that says that there's what's the word like another hormone protein or something let me just see here where they have yeah they think that maybe polynesians have some of the melanesian proteins like one that's anti-malarial that helps
2: wow that's cool
0: yeah so they think that's why there might must have been like some kind of interbreeding which would make sense over hundreds of whatever years being stuck on an island together if they ended up coming to those places but yeah i know for sure that in vanuatu it's more melanesian there whereas in fiji it's more the polynesians and they're right beside each other it's only like a four-day sale wow between the two hmm.
1: only it's four days day. okay where else it's just it's interesting because I feel like when I go to the raw essence of it, I'm like, oh, it feels really magical. And then when I look at a map and I'm like, oh, that's French Polynesia or all the different layers of people that have gone there over the years, it, it feels like it dulls that magic and takes away, like our more modern history has as with the whole world, actually, dampened. So when I look at the map, it's really hard for me to find that bit that I was feeling. I'm like, oh, it's disappeared. Because Mm -hmm. the map as it is now doesn't match the essence of what it is or what it was.
0: Right. I hear what you're saying. It's colonialism and how it wipes out. It just wipes out what was there before. Yeah. In some ways. And the book I'm reading now is is uh, like a rewriting of history. It's like this idea that we think that all primitive peoples didn't have a whole lot going on and we needed to come and impose our way and show them that our way is better. And then it's like looking at at all these, yeah, like how they were living before and the cultures and the societies they'd set up where there wasn't this like ownership aspect certain people within a tribe would own like they would have special privileges like they would get to do draw this particular pattern in their weaving because that was like you're honored or you got to have a special tattoo but it wasn't like you get to have the prime waterfront spot the land always belonged to everybody
1: yeah it wasn't about greed
2: yeah they took the magic out it sounds like
0: yeah and then how it's all the wars and everything is all about possession and this whole idea of like property rights and stuff so I think it was just very different before and it's it all got lost a lot of it was oral and people died from sickness and it's just hard to piece it all back together now which is why we have people like you to help.
1: <laughs> it feels really sad when you say all of that. And I keep New Zealand keeps coming to me as well and it's like the the outside of New Zealand feels like it's glowing. I don't know if the the water More so on the side that's
0: closer to the islands. The islands are all north of New Zealand. On the left-hand side of New Zealand is Australia, and on the right-hand side of New Zealand is nothing. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, north, yeah.
2: northwest, I'm looking over there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, South America is not really much till South America. But all the islands are north... Of New Zealand
1: okay interesting because then I'm feeling the energy of the water that's like east of New Zealand that well I think yeah northeast or just yeah that that's where yeah, this big
0: hole yeah. is right but in the ocean between but what is the there's like a big hole like there's nothing until you get to South America oh yeah yeah maybe it's just all gone I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> New Zealand is one of the last places, and the coldest place, I think, that the Polynesians settled. Do you have anything to say about that?
1: Yeah, I'm wondering who the real natives of New Zealand are now, if that keeps coming to me.
0: Do you feel like there were people in New Zealand before Polynesians arrived? Yeah. Really? I think so. And who were these people?
1: I think there's a difference between the two islands in New Zealand. Oh, all the layers are getting really confusing through history. So is it said that the Polynesians settled in New Zealand? Yes. And that no one was there?
0: Yeah. I don't think that's true. As far as I know, I don't... I'll see
2: how that's even possible. That could be true, because... Australia and New Zealand used to be connected, and Australia had the Aborigines for who knows how long, thousands and thousands of years. Why wouldn't the Aborigine also be on?
0: But I think New Zealand. When, I think it separated long before humans. But again, it, I don't think separated nobody anybody 7, knows
2: five hundred years ago. That's when the
0: that's when New Zealand separated yeah. from Australia.
2: Yeah, it it oh. not separated. So there's. So there's what's called land bridges. There's not land bridges, but it used to be one big landmass. Like Indonesia, right up there. Sorry, we're staring at a map over here. (laughs) Indonesia, right up there, used to be one big-ass continent, almost connected to Australia. And New Zealand was, I thought, connected to Australia as well. I'll have to look at the maps that they have. They have maps that they generated um, through mapping of what it was like during the Ice Age. And for example the Pacific Ocean had big landmass. The California border went out like miles and miles um, because the, the it rose 500 feet, the water. And when we go diving around here in, in Indonesia, even miles off the coast, it's only like 200, 300 feet below. That used to be above water, but I could be wrong. I'll have to look at the map. No, it's true
0: because they've recently, I think just in the last couple of years, announced a new continent in the world called Zealandia. Which is this huge underwater shelf that, like, if you were to lift it up, it's like New Zealand is the tops, it's the mountains. And <laughs> there is a, a whole big underwater shelf that's not, it's not like deep like other parts of the ocean. Um, around and- New Zealand.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying there's something around New Zealand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but a, I, don't, I don't feel like the Polynesians were the first people there in New Zealand. I feel like there were people there before.
0: Okay, and do you think that they were there, there were people there when the Polynesians arrived in New Zealand? Yeah, that's a good
1: point.
2: Good question.
1: Did they cross over? That would make me go to, was there some kind of war or takeover? But something in me feels that the Polynesians are actually quite a peaceful group I don't feel this like they would come in and slaughter I feel like it would be the other way around that someone else would try and slaughter Polynesians there is this general sense of peace even now when I like feel into Hawaii and things that go on there and colonization and all the land grabbing and stuff it just feels so against The nature of the place and the natives of those places. So, same in New Zealand. But again, it feels like there's a split between the North and the South Island. In what way? But then that would have been joined at some point as well. Okay, were they there at the same time? Yes or no? No.
0: Okay. So by the time the Polynesians got to New Zealand, there weren't any people living there anymore.
1: But they may have migrated north to Australia. Northwest.
0: Interesting. It's interesting about the peacefulness of the people because the Polynesians that came to New Zealand are now known as the Maori. Yeah. They are like fighters and they're... Vicious, I think. They were vicious in battle and all yeah. that stuff.
2: Oh, so there was, they did battle?
0: Oh, I think there was a lot of interbattling amongst them. Oh. It's interesting, right? Because they know how to g- come and settle a new land, but then they also were not the best stewards of that land. Like when they arrived in New Zealand, there were many flightless birds because there's no large predators in New Zealand. So they had these amazing, huge moa birds that are like bigger than ostriches. and But all of those were extinct by the time that the European settlers arrived. And they figured within a couple hundred years that the Polynesians, the Maori, had driven these species to extinction. Hmm. But that was maybe for sport, but also they ate them. And so they, they've also caused a lot of destruction in their path in many ways as well
1: okay let me fill into that then why am I feeling that there's a peaceman I feel like that anger or that fight is a more modern thing than it is the original or older history and I don't know that it's something that spread throughout all the islands or once they'd got to their islands and settled of course society is going to keep developing even if the other ones move in a different direction and whether or not that came out more when when the europeans came or other countries came i'm annoyed
0: <laughs> So i feel like we're supposed to be up to date on history and i'm like feel like i just don't know anything now like <laughs> i spent a lot of time in New Zealand and at the time I remember going to these different historical sites and a lot of the places were fortified and it was against other villages. So there's a lot of raiding and stuff like that happened. But yeah, I don't know when that started. I don't think when they all came together. It's, they don't know how many different waves. This is part of the questions that I had about the Polynesians themselves. It's like, how did they know where to find land? Like they're jumping in a canoe with some provisions and going thousands and thousands of miles. And then probably many of them never hit anything. And what happened to them? Like, I'd be curious to know what percentage of these voyaging parties actually made it somewhere. Did they already know where they were going before they left? Or were they just out looking at the water and the skies and the birds and being like, oh, we think there's probably land this way. Let's go see. And then how big were these parties? And how did they send word back and just all these things that seem really difficult, even for us to do now with technology. How were they able to do that with none of that stuff?
1: Yeah. No maps. Maybe they had maps. I don't know. Okay.
2: Yeah. Did they have maps?
1: I always want to look to the sky when you say, do they have maps? And I'm like the stars and the maps and, and the planets feels They were smart in the sense that it would have been certain times of year that they'd do it. It wouldn't just be, let's go out and there's storms and shit happening. It feels quite well planned or calculated. There's something else there. As if within that tradition, there's somebody who has the role of oracle or the seer
2: like the shaman
1: yeah i don't know what they would have called it then though
2: so were there clans So i'm, I'm just piecing some things together i'm wondering if some clans were more territorial some clans were more peaceful some that's exactly how the native americans were some clans were or tribes were warlike and, and some were more adventurous things like that is that what kind of happened is did some tribes or, or, like, a warlike clan went to New Zealand, and because they're warlike, they ended up warring against each other, and some clans that were Hawaiian, who were more peaceful, more goddess energy. Did that happen? And they went places together?
1: That feels quite accurate when you say that. But I, I imagine there already would have been a split tribes different tribes like you're saying with the the north native americans um mm. but there also feels like this general it's not like they would have lived completely separate lives like they don't have a clue what the others are doing some something or someone would have influenced more than one tribe to move so there's this general consensus that they know that there's a moving but Yes, I feel they would stick to their own tribes.
0: Was there an overall leadership that united them together? Because that's one thing that everybody says is so striking about the settling of all these different islands. You can go to all the Polynesian islands, and the legends are the same. A lot of the traditions are the same. Like it's so, they've kept very true, considering the expanse between these different groups, and yet they are one people.
1: Mm-hmm. It almost feels like a bit of a science experiment if you take the same culture of people put them in groups and put them on different islands in different places and separate them will they evolve to be the same beings it's this is prime example of no That like yes the the history and the stories might be the same but they're not in the same environment. It's not possible that they would all move forward to be the same. So maybe originally there was more similarity, but for some reason, the New Zealand Islanders shifted into something else because of whatever came their way, whatever thing animals or other people were on the island or the the nature.
0: Or certain individuals even, you get a particular... Rises and takes the whole culture in one direction.
1: yeah. and then it comes back to like soul journeys and what was a lesson they needed to learn and and what went wrong in history and and what progressed in the right direction, or
2: and there's also the energies of the land because not all land has the same energies
1: exactly.
0: So my question is why what pushed them? to go out and settle all these islands at great personal risk.
1: I'm feeling this push from South America going, where is that? East? No, West. (laughs) (laughs) Going West? (laughs) Why? What's happening in South America? Do we know that there are like DNA similarities between south americans and polynesians i don't think there is but
0: yeah i
2: can we look it up like
0: i know that one of the big mysteries is they because so the received wisdom right now or i guess what history has figured out is that polynesia started somewhere north like they think around taiwan And then they started moving down, but they're not sure exactly what order all the islands were settled, but it's like they went down hitting everything and eventually made it as far as New Zealand. And then one of the big questions is, did they go as far as South America? Because they also went to Easter Island, which is pretty far east, I guess, if you're starting in Asia, like Easter Island's pretty far east. They went there. Did they go to South America? And they don't think so. They look at legends in South America. So I don't think they think that they came from South America. But again, that could be different, like going back thousands of years. But then they're like, how come they harvest the sweet potato? Where did that come from? Because that is a North American or South American
2: well, it says here, you. <laughs> a st- 2020 study found that Polynesians from multiple islands carry a small amount of DNA from indigenous South Americans.
0: Oh. And that's not
2: the South, because a lot of South Americans came from are actually from Spain now. So the indigenous ones they're talking about, not, you know,
1: yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, the colonized ones. As well, the, I don't know, Incas keep coming to me. Why is that? don't know maybe that's why they come into me i do definitely feel like there's an influence of south american natives moving across so whether or not within south america there was some kind of conflict that pushed some of the tribes out and they went towards the islands and then the rest of them spread. And so remain-
0: you, you get the sense that it came from South America and then pushed up.
1: Yeah. That's the feeling I get. Hmm. But then why at the beginning was I feeling like they were coming from both sides? Cause now mm-hmm. I feel like that feeling has changed more.
0: Maybe they did.
2: Maybe there was a missing piece in the middle. Or maybe
0: they met up somewhere.
1: Yeah, because then how do we have the Melanesians and Polynesians? Ah, mm. Melanesians, okay. I want to say Polynesians come from South America across the West and potentially Melanesians come from more down from Asia. And what
0: time frame do you get a sense generally of how long ago this push from South
1: America happened? first number that came to me was 3,000. That's quite a while ago, isn't it? hmm
0: Yeah, I'm trying. They say the Lapita people, which were like the precursors of the Polynesians, they've found them like in Fiji for sure through pottery shards, but that was from like 800 BC. So that's getting to be almost 3,000 years ago.
1: Yeah, that is because we're, yeah, 2020. Um,
0: But then the interesting thing is that there was the Lapita people, and then there doesn't seem to have been any migration for about a thousand years. And then all of a sudden, like around 800 AD, they moved in through all these islands, all within a couple hundred years. So I'm wondering where did that, which is maybe a separate push, where did that come from? What drove them to all of a sudden get in the canoes and go? So and
1: it's possible then, that something moved 3,000 years ago. So the Lapita people, you're saying, but they have only been found in.
0: I'm not sure where else, but there's traces of them.
1: Okay. And who are they? Like, where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they go? That feels what? more to me like it's coming from the West. Asia. No, like Australia. Well, is that.
0: Ah, ah, okay. Okay. Oh, really? From Australia? Australia, Indonesia, maybe?
1: Yeah. There are definitely, it's really difficult because I just feel like I'm experiencing so many layers of different parts of history and it's getting confusing. And I'm confusing Mm -hmm. myself and probably confusing you guys because I feel like my tune almost keeps changing, but then it feels right every time I say it. So I just think it's a lot more complex than history makes it out to be.
0: Yeah. And you're jumping around in time. So it's for that time, 3,000, all of a sudden now we're talking 400 years ago or three. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how that would, and again, it's like such a large area and there's so many different islands and then there's all the different influences from different parts of the
1: world. And then there's yeah, a whole- and I- all that stuff. Like there's just a lot, there's a lot there. There's a lot all over the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I was also wondering about, like I was saying, when they all of a sudden got on this kick of finding new islands all the time and sending out these parties and settling new islands, was this because it was a fad at the time? It's like somebody did it and like, hey, we found this place, we got it. And then the next person, my father did that, like, I want to do that. And it became this kind of cool thing to do to go find new islands and settle them. Or was it out of necessity? Was it out of fear? This is like the most recent within the last thousand years we're talking about.
1: I don't sense that it's because it was like cool or a fad. There's a sense of encouragement there. Of Oh, if we found one, then what more could be out there? I, I do, when I'm feeling the push from South America, That feels like a necessity.
2: Was there an aspect of it that perhaps an island had too big of a population, so they had to, some of them had to move?
1: That's a good point. They keep growing. If they've moved from South America, they probably would have gone to the closest island first, in theory. But we're not playing in theory here. Okay.
0: Those are talking about two different time frames. The South American thing was 3,000 years ago, whereas this other one's more like 1,000.
1: Yeah. So are the more modern 1,000 year ago Polynesians actually just descendants of the people from 3,000 years ago? Probably. Yep.
2: How do they know? that it was only a thousand years ago that they established the lands or even 300 years ago for the Maori?
0: I think a lot of it is through the oral traditions because they remember the names of all the chiefs and the generations. I think that's how a lot of it gets calculated. Okay. So they know the first people arrived here and that was like 10 great grandparents ago or something like that. So a lot of it's that way. Because there's not much in terms of a physical evidence of them. The Lapita they found because of the pottery, but I, not all of them, many of them, didn't have pottery.
1: Mm. And but where the, would that also be that 10,000 grandparents ago, they settled somebody else's land and just started the story of, this was our land from this day and we found it? Maybe. And that's what's carried on. Yeah. And
0: also it's interesting too, is just how many people there were on these islands. Like when the first Europeans came there, the the accounts are about 400 canoes came out in this bay to greet us. And in New Zealand, it was like, yeah, just hundreds and thousands of people that were on these different islands. And then I think many of them, I think 90% of them died from, European diseases in many cases, but they were heavily populated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they figured out how to sustain these pretty large populations
1: on very small islands. Yeah. From centuries of growth. Did many
0: of these voyaging parties just succumb to the elements? Or were definitely, they... Pretty-
1: definitely, I would have been elements of that but clearly enough that over the years they've been able to like repopulate or even not even repopulate but just grow the population so much more so than it it was at the beginning it feels like it starts more as a smaller thing and then it grows yeah and it
0: and did they just voyage because that's who they then became, or this is what we do? Because again, it's, I think there's, unless they knew where they were going, there's so much risk in it, but it was, it just, they didn't care. Cause if you were the one who found the next island, like you had eternal glory or something, and it was worth the risk of having a big flotilla of like 30 boats just disappear and never make it. And how large were the groups that they would send out at once?
1: Well, within each, let's call it a tribe or group, they would have had their roles. So I feel like there would have been the people who were planning or the, I won't call them the voyagers. What would I call them? Scouts? Or the expanders. And they feel like they have more of a warrior energy with them like it's their mission life or death to provide for and protect the tribe to sail the seas for the group so it doesn't feel like everyone just would have gone at once it feels like there's people who is their role and they dedicate their their lives to to expansion
0: being like advanced search parties,
1: yeah, and then it would be like, okay, we found somewhere, we come back, and maybe then they take a settlement and they start. But then,
2: to so the explorer, like
1: everyone would have gone, they wouldn't have just given up that their other island. I don't think, no.
0: Did they go just as a group of scouts to go find something and then report back and then bring the settling party, or did they actually go out? looking for places with everything that they
1: needed to settle the new place. I wonder if at first it was done unintentionally, like just pure curiosity of where are we and is there anything out there? If this first island was here, then maybe there's something else. And then with success, it becomes more methodical than they would be prepared maybe take more people, maybe leave some people there, send the others back to send more than one boat. So it's more likely that they'll get there.
2: Before the viruses and the bacteria showed up from the Westerners, did they have relatively good health and happy life?
1: I feel like it was still quite traditional and maybe simple in our terms, but actually it makes perfect sense yeah i'd say it feels quite healthy
0: did they know have knowledge of what they were trying to find were they basing it off like we've we've heard these old legends that if you go two stars east and five days west that you'll find something or are they just exploring
1: I do, like I said earlier, I do feel like within the tribe, there's different roles. So you'll have the shaman or the the oracle, or the seer. It's like they say in native tribes that the women, when they're menstruating, that's their, they connect to spirit. And they receive the information that they get, then give to the chiefs of the tribe. If they say "We feel there's a drought coming this year or there's going to be a big storm," and then they put into action what they've seen, so I feel like there's people within these tribes that yeah, gather that information and read the map is the sky, and then they give it to the people who would implement that
0: so it's like they download a vision. It's like, I was told we need to go this direction. there should be something there. Go find it, yeah. Interesting. (laughs) I'm going to see if I have any other questions. (laughs) My questions are irrelevant because we didn't even really deal with this time so much. Yeah, it's really interesting, all the stuff you've said about how the origins are from all over the place and who knows exactly how it was all mixed up together.
1: I just think the history that everything started in one central place on earth and then spread is just wrong and that modern humans were the first people to get to these places, I just think that's all completely off as we've Mm -hmm. seen with all the land masses that have disappeared there would have been something or someone there whether it's different races or completely different types of humans that then became extinct or I just got written out of history
2: yeah we've found 33 now like 35 we keep finding new hominids which are humans and they're all over the place all over the place so,
0: yeah and there's like little midget ones and then the it's like bitch. big
2: <laughs> and flores yeah, yeah. there's so yeah, many and in south, south america
0: and the ones that they found that are like burying their dead in the bottom of caves like 300,000 years ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but how old do they say humans are?
2: It keeps going further now. They say, depends, what what are we looking at for humans? Humans can go back three million years if we're looking at the, the like Lucy, the first ones, which weren't really human, but they're called hominids. And then they say us, kind of the Homo sapiens or the- Neanderthal. N- well, not the Neanderthal, but the Cro-Magnon. That's around two hundred to 300,000 years, but I'm not so sure about the other ones, because like Homo sapiens apparently died out 40,000 years ago, and Homo sapiens sapiens, which are us, are still around.
1: So why 40,000 years ago couldn't there have been people on these islands?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, all over the place. They find different species on islands all the time, not all the time, but they have. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of humans have Neanderthal DNA. Like we're all all mixed up together. Like it's changed a lot. It's become a lot broader in the last few decades, I think, than what I grew up learning in school was very specific. And like one line of, you know, and now it's just all blending and kind of like what you're saying, that it's like a bit of this, a bit of that.
2: And what keeps sticking to me is something you said about the magic of that area. Mm -hmm. Because... So this is going to sound very odd, but the near-death experience serves particularly one. And also this was said in, um, gosh, what is his name? J.R.R. Tolkien. One of the ways he came up with Lord of the Rings and the location of Lord of the Rings was through Oxford texts that, because I think he worked there. I'm not sure. I think he was a professor there. But he was looking at some Oxford texts and getting information that way. And he made up some elven languages and all that stuff, but he got the core of it from these, all these books. And all these books were talking about stuff that are ancient past. And what the near-death experiencers told me is that there was a magical time in that Lemuria area, which includes North America the West coast of North America all the way, which was a big land mass it extended farther out, but, and almost touched Lemuria. And they were told that Lord of the Rings, that kind of magic that you saw in it with the wizards and stuff like that was actually true. And it was d- during a, a period of time where there were, there were the fey, there were the, the magicians, there were the like, Orcs. orcs and trolls really? and all these stuff well, that was a long time ago and even one of them was told that lord of the rings there was some truth to it and that we used to have these magical kind of powers that we've believed ourselves out of and that area was the area where the magic was really going on mm-hmm. so maybe that's what you're feeling if yeah. what these near-death experiencers said were true
1: and then what you were saying about Mount Shasta isn't Mount Shasta is it in California?
2: Yeah, that's in California.
1: Yeah. And if that land was extended out, and Mount Shasta is seen as this really powerful place that people pilgrimage to. Yeah. Then was that part of it? And how people talk about all the ley lines and I don't know Stonehenge is this chakra of the world and it all just joins up if you really take it back to that then was everything yeah at that point it was all joined in land and eventually it split and moved and reformed
2: yeah because oh, we had
1: connected through magic
2: because yeah. uh, earth has changed not only shape because during an ice age the earth looks a little bit more like a pumpkin because we got the heavy weight of the, the ice up here, and the heavy weight of the ice up here, and it's more, there's actually more land mass during an ice age, a lot of more land, and during ice melting age, which is the age we're in right now, we have more water and stuff. So, just not even that long ago, in historical sense, our land masses were completely different. We had people living on vast amounts of millions of people living on which is now ocean
0: coastlines that are now underground
2: coastlines and that's where all our cities now
0: if the the water were to go up 30 meters most of the cities in the world today would not be here anymore yeah so yeah it can change quite quickly it's interesting when you're saying that including the west part of north america is that because i know that at some point there was like a big inland sea in north america so is that when you're saying that was... parading, there was a sea, and that's why the the western part of North America and South America was part of something else? And then on the east was something different?
2: That I have no... Because
0: if you say Lemuria and then California was yeah. part of Lemuria.
2: Yeah. there. Were... That's interesting. No, it was close to Lemuria. Oh, okay. And perhaps it was part of it, but I don't think it was. But that was apparently where a lot of the Lemurians went was the red race, which they went to North America and South America.
0: Hmm. I think it's still just even a bigger mystery now, isn't it? <laughs> I need to go back and even one question I was gonna ask you which I don't know if you have an answer for it is, is there anywhere, is there anywhere now where scientists or historians could go looking for traces of what you're talking about? Or like, what would be the best way to be able to prove what you're saying?
1: South America. Or even what island is closest to South America?
0: Easter Easter Island? Island?
1: Yeah. Or work your way back towards South America and find some kind of pattern or path that makes sense mm. okay i don't know do we even have the technology to
0: work that out especially if they didn't leave stone buildings behind and they didn't yeah. have metal tools like how, how are we supposed to find them? Exactly. maybe some graves perhaps i don't know but yeah, It'll yeah.
1: Come up at the Right time i'm sure
0: yeah Cool. Do you have any other questions or anything else you want to share about this topic? No. Okay. Yeah, what I'm getting yeah. from it is just that it's a lot more complicated than we understood yeah. it.
1: And I'm saying yeah, this like obsession with where we come from rather than where we're going. It's everybody forgets that we are making history right now and we keep fucking up. And we're just so obsessed with figuring out what was in the past. It's great. And it's done. Probably like they did back then. Let's plan more for the future while honoring the past.
2: Yeah. The reason why the Hopi are the historians is because they want to teach us our mistakes so we don't make those same mistakes again. Exactly. And they're saying we are. (laughs) The
0: thing is, humans never learn. We just do it over and over again. It doesn't matter. We can... People know. People can see it right now with eyes wide open. They're telling everybody, and it's still heading off the cliff. Oh. Are we? Are we as humans even capable? How many, how many of times
2: do we need to go through war? How many? What? Yeah. How I many know. times do we need to enslave people? It's...
0: So, do you think that it would be helpful for a future episode to look towards the future, and how, what would that look like?
1: Yeah, I think it's good to have a balance. Okay. The future also isn't set in stone. History we can look at and say, okay, this happened. But I think it's important to inspire people of what could be and motivate people to do something differently. Like how can we use what we're seeing in history to motivate us and inspire us to move forward or how to move forward? Mm
0: I think that would be a, a really interesting episode, especially, you know, we have this conflict in the Middle East right now and there's no clear answers to that other than everybody just stop fighting and let's find a different way that we can all live together and ignore what happened in the past because it's the past and don't need to tit for tat things that happened like this. Well, was it from here? Were we there first? Were you there first? Or is it, what does it matter? It's We're here now and we have to learn to live together. So maybe it'd be cool to do something like that where you can channel some like, Somebody who's watching us and can give us some advice.
2: Mm, yeah. That's a good. That's a great idea. I think that's yeah. where
1: spirit then comes in because it's like, who has more of an objective view that can give us some guidance rather than us trying to figure it out with our human minds.
0: We're in the fishbowl. Hard yeah. to see out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Vic, for trying to sort through this very complicated, interlayered, tapestry of history. Yeah. That, uh, yeah it just goes to show that we just know so little and the stuff from beyond what 4,000 years ago 5,000 we just have no idea we barely have any idea of even things that happened 200 years ago yeah it's it was a interesting one to shed some light on a topic that (laughs) is a mystery and remains a mystery Mm -hmm. so thank you thank you yes and I guess We'll have another episode soon. Thanks
1: for listening. Thanks. Bye.
2: Thank you.